so <clears throat> I don't know if you caught his story completely as he was telling it, <clears throat> but here's someone who was nine years old, and he was playing in his parents' garage, uh, and his father had this big thing of gasoline, and he had lit up, uh, he had seen some uh, older kids kind of light fires with some gasoline and stuff, so he figured he would do it too. And what he decided to do, though, was the older boys, uh, which were it was a bit smarter, was they'd pour the gasoline, and then they'd put the gasoline away, and then they'd light a match and throw it in there. Well, he didn't get that. He was only nine, so he poured the gasoline and lit the match at the same time. So the gasoline can he was holding blew up, blew into the back wall. He was on fire, ran into his family's house. His mother and dad were not there. His brother took a rug and beat the flames down with him, and he was expected to die. And now, as you can see, he's out there, like, inspiring other people. He's written a great book that I'm in the middle of reading right now um, called On Fire. And um, here's, here's what I'm getting out of this. What's your excuse? What is your excuse? You know what? I look at this, I look at his, the, the, what he had to go through. We've got none. Nobody in this classroom has any excuse. Right? This guy overcame unbelievable odds. He should have died. He went through all kinds of surgeries. He was in five months in the hospital, five months in intensive care, and another eight months before he can be rehabilitated. He wasn't even talking for the first five months because he had to do a trait because his lungs were so burned. What is your excuse? Right? Think about what this guy had to go through, and we could all say, well, you know, the parking is so hard, and I get here late, so the traffic in Atlanta is so bad. Right? Student loans really are getting me depressed. I can't get enough patience. I'm not really doing good on boards. Really? Were you burned over 100% of your body? Right? So what I think this is all about is about that big word perspective, right? What is your perspective on things? You know, yeah, all of us have our own baggage, and we'll talk about that this quarter. We all have our baggage. We drag around, you know, our suitcases of stuff behind us, and what happened to us when I was a kid, and what happened to us with this and that. And, you know, I have my story, right? I was a horrible asthmatic and had horrible allergies and stuff, and and chiropractic changed my life, that's my story, right? But you can use your story in one of two ways, because what could he have done if he had so chosen? He could become a victim, well, he could have died, right? Mm -hmm. He could have chosen, he was at that point right there when his mom came in to see him before his first operation, where, you know, it was touch or go, right? But he chose to live, but, but he could have been the victim of his whole life, right? He said, look at me, I got no hands. Did you see his hands? Right? I could, they had to amputate all his fingers. Right? Look at me, I have no hands. And what, what, what could I do? Right? Look at me, I, I am burned from here down. What could I do? Right? I am burned from here down. I'll never marry. He's married with four kids. And a happy, healthy relationship. Right? What's your excuse? What's your excuse? If, if I look at him, I'm like, this guy can do it. Right? Any of us can do it. Because all of us, we have our hardships and our difficulties and our issues and our stuff, you know, our baggage, our monkeys on our back, as they call them, right? But what's the excuse? What are we waiting for? Right? What are we waiting for? 
I heard this really cool story. I was listening to Brian Tracy. He's another one of my favorite speakers. I'll probably introduce you to him over the course of time. And uh, he was telling a story about one of his friends, and his friend had this Aunt Martha. And uh, the Aunt Martha was a very wealthy aunt. And the Aunt Martha came over to his friend one day, he and his wife, and he said, um, she said to him, I'm going to leave you all my money. When I pass away, it's my time, I'm leaving you all the money. So you've got to be financially set. And like, wow, that's really cool. So, you know, he was, they were totally excited. And like, why? Why do we have to work, right? So for the next, like, 20 years, they kind of didn't do much. They didn't, like, you know, do much to their house. They didn't buy much. They didn't do much of anything. Just kind of coasted, waiting for Aunt Martha to die. She was already kind of old. But after 20 years, what happened was Aunt Martha was still, like, really alive. Like, totally healthy, vibrant, running around and, you know, just enjoying life and stuff. So they were getting the, the, his friend's wife and he sat down one day and said, you know what, we can't do this anymore. We, we better, like, prepare as if she's never going to leave us any money because otherwise we're going to be, like, totally broke. And it just so happened this guy found some franchise thing. He bought a franchise. He did really well in it. And he started founding a bunch of franchises and then has, like, 20 businesses and and after like another 20 years, now he was ultra successful, had made his own millions, and at that point, finally, his Aunt Martha had died like at like 90-something years old. And at the funeral, uh, and after the funeral, all the, the kids, because he, he had six brothers, and all the, him and all the other brothers were, were at the lawyer's office, and they were, everybody was expecting to be, you know, to hear like the, the final judgment of you know, what the will was. And um, as it turns out, Aunt Martha was penniless. She had nothing. And she was telling that to all the family members. She, she, matter of fact, she went to each one of the brothers and said, I'm leaving you all my money. Right? Because she just wanted to get on their good graces. Right? And have free family meals and, and be invited for Christmas and New Year's and, and that kind of stuff. Right? But the unfortunate thing is that all his other brothers had never done anything. They were all waiting for Aunt Martha. Right? So just like I asked you with John O'Leary, and, you know, what, what's your excuse? My next question for you is, who's your Aunt Martha? Or what's your Aunt Martha in your life? Right? What do you got, what are you doing right now that is the thing you're saying, well, I'm waiting for that. You know, I'm waiting until I graduate, and then I'll start living. I'm waiting until I get into a relationship, and then I'll start living. I'm waiting until I find this, that, the other, and then I'll start living. I'll wait until I find, I get into practice, and then I'll start living. What are you waiting for? Right? And that's what John O'Leary says. His whole thing is, what more can you do? Right? I, I, I challenge you. I'm doing it right now. Here's a seven-day challenge. If you join, it's called Spark. It's a seven-day challenge you can join. Um, and every morning, they send you like a little uh, four-minute video clip, and you watch it, and you try to do what it says on that particular you know, video clip. It's really kind of cute. Uh, and my wife and I do it every morning. Um, and the, his whole point is, what more can you do? What more can you do? What are you not doing, right? What's your Aunt Martha? What's holding you back? And I suggest there's a lot of things holding you back. There's a lot of excuses. There's a lot of thumb sucking that a lot of us do, myself included. But when I look at this kind of stuff, I get really inspired. When I look at this, it kind of rekindles and reignites in me the reason why I do things. Because you know what? Life is hard. You know, nobody's going to deny that. Life, who you won't deny it. You know, life is hard. Life is difficult. But here's the thing. How many of you guys have read the book, uh, The Road Less Traveled by M. Scott Peck? No? Wow. All right. 
you guys, here's your reading assignment. All right, it's early in the quarter. You can read extra things now. Next to John O'Leary's, well, because later on you got boards and Oskies and stuff, forget it, but right now this, you, can, you can read stuff pretty quick, right? So you got two books. You got his book, John O'Leary's book, which is called On Fire. And then you have, this is a, but this is a new one, just 2016. And then we got an old one, way back from the 80s, called The Road Less Traveled by M. Scott Peck. He's a psychologist. M. Scott Peck, The Road Less Traveled. And I'll give you the first few sentences because I've memorized them. The first few sentences go like this. Life is suffering. Life is suffering. And the sooner you accept the idea that life is suffering, life is no longer suffering. You get that? Life is suffering. And the sooner you get over the idea that life is suffering, then life is no longer suffering. What does that mean? Exactly. You accept it, right? So John O'Leary, he accepted the burns all over his body. He didn't fight them. He didn't victimize himself. He, didn't do, he just said, okay, this is what I got in life. I have no fingers. My body is burned. But I'm going to do the best I can with what I have. Right? Instead of thinking about the grass is always greener over there, I'm thinking, here's what I got. This is what God gave me. I'm going to use what I got. You guys all have amazing gifts. Right? How many people in the world are in doctor programs? How many people in the world have ever gotten to do the things that you are going to do for the rest of your lives, right? Less than 1% of 1%, maybe, right? Think about that gift, right? So forget about the student loans, and forget about OSCEs, and forget about boards. You're going to go through those just on your walk, right? On your walk to go from here as a... 11 core, 12 core, 13 core student. On your walk to go through here to get out of this school, you're going to pass by Oskis and Boards and McCoy and all that stuff. You're going to pass by these things. But so what? That's just like mile markers on the way to whatever you got to go to. You're not here for Oskis. You're not here for Boards. Those are mile markers on the way to what you're supposed to do. Right? And that's what I want you to think about. I want you to get inspired. I want you to live inspired. And that's what I'm going to try to do every time we have a class is show you a brief inspirational video, talk a little bit about it, get you guys psyched up, remind you of why you guys are chiropractors. You know, it's not for the little things, the things that you get all, we all get stuck in and mired in and quicksanded in. It's not that, right? We're here for the bigger mission, right? The bigger calling, to do that stuff that only the 0.1% of 1% get a chance to do with their lives, right? That's why you guys are here, okay? Thank you.